What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, another season, another season of the Panthers Nation Network, season seven now for this podcast. And it's been a wild ride, and we're not starting off on the best note, I'd say, for this new season. No, no, no. Definitely not the way we would have loved that started out. But nonetheless, I mean, I still, I still, I still feel better today than I than we felt in past seasons. What would we not say? I would say, I would say, you're definitely right on with that. I mean, you know, we definitely look good out there. We look consistent. We look like we were going to definitely uh, pull it through, but unfortunately, those three turnovers came back to bite us in the butt. Yeah, you know, when we talked about that first drive syndrome, that first couple drives, and those first three drives, I'm like, all right, this is New Carolina. Bryce is up, Frank is up, the play calling's up, the defense is up. Like, it was, it was poetry, those first few drives. I know the first one didn't amount in a touchdown, and we can start off with that. I mean, the fourth down, going for it, that or your first attempt as a head coach, you know, for the Panthers, I'd say. And with a rookie quarterback, I know they ran a lot of those drills in the preseason. We saw the one, you know, at FanFest that led to that pick. But I wanted to get y'all's take on it. I mean, I thought the idea was there and it was fine, but execution, we saw what we were lacking. We thought the exact same thing. Me and Jason talked about it earlier. Love the aggressiveness, right? But knowing that this is a defense that has Calais Campbell and Grady Jarrett in the interior, those are two bona fide studs in the, in, 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 on any defense, those would be bona fide studs. Um, get Bryce, I would have liked to see a play action roll out right there, possibly get Bryce moving, get the offense moving. The United team is very fast, so I get out to the get out to the edges, try to give yourself as many advantages as possible. But also, I mean, we just don't have the great, we don't have the running backs for that, uh, for that purpose. So that was one of those things where I'm like, eh, probably gotta, you gotta use what you have the most. I and mean, that's a little bit of speed in that backfield for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth and one, I, I would have liked to see us go on the outside. I wouldn't want to come up through the gut with that. Play action would have been a good look. I, I, I even would have taken an option almost, right? Swing it out to the left, maybe pitch it or something to Chuba, because he was running good at that point, right? He, he has shown that he has grown into his his new role. So I, I would have looked for something out on the outside, not in the middle. I think if I remember correctly, it was that Chuba run up the middle, and he, yeah. he's not going to have, like, I understand the idea there. He's got the leg power over Miles Sanders and Raheem Blackshear. Right. But this was the budding issue that we had in the preseason, and what we thought when we cut Dante Foreman is, Who's going to be your short yardage guy? If you don't have Cam anymore, you don't have Mike Tolbert, Giovanni Ritchie isn't going to get it done. LaVisca Chenault's not going to get it done. So you can't, like, you can't, you have to understand what you're able to do. So for me, yeah, like, I don't understand why the naked bootleg isn't called more in the NFL. Mm. Like, I really don't because everyone and their mother knew that that ball was going right up the middle. They were all keying in on it. They had loaded the box up. Bryce Young could easily outrun i'd say any one of those edges if it's i'm going clay's campbell side that old man's not going to catch with to bryce young it's not going to happen right so i mean you know i don't think in the grand scheme of things it mattered towards the final score you know maybe momentum but they got the touchdown you know in that next drive so and it obviously led to them being able to get that touchdown drive but like the field goal didn't really cause that much of a difference so i was okay with the decision you know yeah. it's True Riverboat Ron fashion. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing that, that killed you were the, the following drives after that and the mistakes that you that we talked that, that we saw that I know we'll get into later that pretty much led to spotting them 17 points. Yeah. They got all of those yeah. off of those turnovers. Not many drives that did Atlanta have that started from their end of the field and drove it to our end of the field. So Again, I, I was I would say I'm in, I'm in, I'm am impressed and pleased with the defensive effort that I saw in that first yeah. one. Yeah, I mean you saw it already, <laughs> and it's he's put himself in a hole now because Brian Burns. You can say what you want about the second half; they made their adjustments. The first half, he was all over the field. If it wasn't getting tackles, he was disrupting plays, which is what he's always done. And he was flying around. Frankie looked good, you know. 
I don't know where Justin Houston was. I you were at you were in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Did I didn't make the see, trip. I didn't. I saw him on the sideline, but I didn't see him be an impactful player. I mean, the impactful player that we need him to be. You know, I want to piggyback on something you just said too. You know, you talk about the three turnovers, but also with that too, the delay of games killed us. Those unforeseen errors that we had, yeah. getting out of the huddle in time, being faster with the rhythm, whatever they were calling, it was either confusing Bryce or they weren't getting the calls in right or whatever it may have been. But to me, he was coming out of the huddle. He was already underneath the 10-second the 10, the 10, the 10 mark. So he was already against himself, not looking at the – so we that part we definitely need to correct. Yeah, and you were there, and it looked like on broadcast watching, it looked like he was having a really hard time hearing it was loud. His, his radio. It was really loud there, so I can understand that, but it was still – Got to make that adjustment on the sideline. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a problem when you have all these different guys. I, obviously, the play calls are going through right, but I feel like there's like almost like a chain of command it runs through. Mm -hmm. I feel like it goes through, you know, from McCown to Brown, or it goes from Reich to Brown to McCown, then to Young. Like, I don't, it seems like it's taking too long. Yeah, it seemed very sluggish, seemed very slow, but it's like to what I talked about in the chat, you know, a few days ago. I said, I don't feel like this team is prepared mm. to go out and play a week one game. And a lot of what I saw looked like a team that wasn't prepared. That, that, how the game from how the game was called to how we played it felt very much like we were still in preseason mode mm -hmm. still kind yeah. of going through the motions i didn't see a sense of urgency to try to play to win like it's almost as if they thought okay this game this game won't count we're just here for growth like right. no these this counts right and they played to actually win i mean i didn't see any aggressive play calling until it was kind of too little too late and we right. were down by two scores hey, we talked about this um as we were getting ready today you know also with that too we didn't take a deep shot until the second half. Yeah. So if DJ Shark is that big of a deal on our offense and he's supposed to be our deep threat, we got a real issue with that, right? Because it was obviously seen that we were unable to even make those type of throws until the second half. Now he overthrew Mingo, he overthrew Thielen. But, I mean, that's to be expected as a rookie in that type of environment. It was hostile, it was loud. I'd rather him overthrow than not. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that, that to me is typical. But you only do it once or twice in the whole game? Yeah, the the throwing chart they put out the red that was oh. real damning if you saw you know it was all green all green within seven yards all white anything past seven yards and then you had the two reds obviously for sure i mean that was real damning to see how they were going I mean, that first drive where he looked really good and very meticulous it was because it was that kind of dink and dunk you know he's reading his first progression he's going to his first progression he's getting the ball out quick you know, I thought the line up until the end of the game, once the fatigue started setting, did a really good job at the they beginning. Did. I mean, he was not getting that many rushes, that many, you know, pressures. And so he would look, he looked calm and collected at the beginning. And I think, you know, I think those picks got in his head more than anything. Oh, sure. And I think this, because I don't think the sound got in his head. I don't, other than not being able to hear it, I think it got maybe some of the other guys' heads, you know, Icky, obviously, some of the other defenders. But he seemed really calmed and poised in that first drive. But like you said, it seemed like it was. Like, that's not the type of play call that you need to give in a divisional game to start the season. Yes. If you're playing the Browns or the Jets, you know, or the Rams, what have you, like we had the last few years, mm -hmm. you can take that time and you can almost consider it as, yeah, like a gimme game, that extra preseason game, but not in divisional play. No, not to start the year off, man. And, it, and it, a lot of it felt like, you know, especially, like I said, the offensive line played well, yep. gave Bryce a lot of time. I'm, I am very concerned about the guys that can't get separation. Right, because with as much time you as you saw Bryce that graphic had, too, right? Well, I didn't know I did. What, what was a new graphic? So there was another <laughs> show in the times of separation yeah. for each receiver and how long it took them to get that separation. It's damning. You, I, I can't remember who put it up on Twitter, but it was not like it. It yeah, was bad. Yeah. You made the point though. I mean, we talked about it too. Bryce had time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that he didn't have the time. He just didn't have the targets. And so, to your point, 
We don't have that speedy receiver. I mean, me and my boy yesterday were sitting there. We were like, we, we can't see anybody getting separation no. within that seven mile. And then to have that second gear, so if they want to do a, a, a go route or, or a hitch and go, you don't have it there. So and, and you're not giving Bryce the targets that he needs. So that's what I'm saying. If DJ Shark is that guy, then we got a bigger issue because he's got his hamstring issue. And, of course, we saw JC go out. So. Well, and that will talk we'll get on that one later. I don't even want to touch that one yet but it speaks to a larger point that we can talk about as the season goes on and I mentioned in the chat mm -hmm. and this is where Fitterer is going to start getting some issues sure. we're talking mean, because now people are on his head they have switched on Fitterer like that mm -hmm. and cool. I'm not going to say it's unfounded it's a little much like first it's, game it's first game and it's first but it's more about what's happened before the game because for me if we had these issues at wide receiver right and you knew they wanted Burns Brown or DJ the Bears did I don't understand why, especially now that you're not paying him, why then you didn't give up Burns. Brown, he made his presence known yesterday. He, yes, saw, he, he did. did what he needed to do. He's done that consistently. Burns obviously was able to make an impact, but then you can, because we have nobody else, you can scheme to him. Mm -hmm. But now you've given away your best wide receiver, who is your quickest wide receiver, and did not replace his skill set in any way, shape, or form at all. So it leads me to why did you give up DJ knowing you were going to try to get the, this quarterback? That irritates me the most because I mean we we all thought okay if you're going to give up that you're going if you're going to give that guy up you didn't you know you didn't resign Hassan already we didn't, we made all of these moves I felt like in the past couple of years leading up to okay when Brian Burns is due mm -hmm. he's going to get paid yeah and mm -hmm. that's going to be the end of it. Mm -hmm. well why why is why is this what is it, what is this tug of war now the the thing about it is I don't want to get too much into it because. We don't know any real definites as far as like what he's asked for, what's the actual number they're negotiating on. So I don't, I don't want to indict anybody uh, too much, but I am a little. I, I, I want to say a little. I am very concerned with the fact that this deal hasn't been done, especially for a guy that came in on good faith that it would be done. Yeah. Unlike unlike Bosa, and there's nothing wrong with either with either no. philosophy you want to use, but this guy came in, he practiced, he was there every day. That. You gotta look out like that. That's got that, that. That deal has to get done. If the number was 28, 29 million, considering what Bosa just got, you had a steal right there, right there waiting on it. And I don't know if they thought that like Fitter coming from the NFC West, knowing like I guess the makeup of that area, thought that they would give him less, and that would give them the leverage to say, okay, well, if Bosa's not getting that, you're not gonna get that. Which I still don't. I don't agree with that argument because it's two completely different scenarios. But yeah, like the reports have been that 28. You know, 26, 20 on the low end, 28, and they're trying to give him like 24. And I'm like, you're gonna tell me you're gonna try to offer him almost nine to ten million dollars less for someone who's giving you that same amount of out, but you can say what you want about the sacks. You can say what you want about the pressure. It's the same argument that I would give for a guy like Jay-Z Horn in terms of productivity. If he's not on that field and he's not getting work in, nobody else is doing anything on our our, our rush was ridiculously awful. And Desmond Ritter was sitting there like like, like he didn't have a care in the world. Yeah. It's Desmond Ritter. Send the house, and they don't have a house to send. No. When JC goes out, you have to now worry about all of your defensive backs because, like, I don't care what he did in preseason. Yeah. I, I'm done with him. I don't need Mr. Consistency on my team anymore. Yeah. He get, he gets that that one route with Kyle Pitts. I understand Kyle Pitts is not a tight end. Tight end. You get burned by Kyle Pitts like it's that. It's the same route. It's the same route against Tampa. It's the same story each and every time with C.J. Anderson. I hope he plays better. I really want him to play better. I would I'm not too. hoping that he plays bad. I just need you to make that play. Yeah, the issue with that, though, I, I, I will say this. You know, you now know who our key components are on our defense, right? Imagine if Brian didn't play yesterday and then JC goes out. 
Imagine if that really transpired. What which, I mean, which is basically be? what happened, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, he didn't get the final walkthroughs or whatever it was. I mean, wait, he showed up Wednesday. He walked through Thursday. He practiced Thursday. Yeah. He practiced Friday, if you will. But they scripted to him. They, they, they schemed to him. All day long. But the thing is, if he if he didn't play at all, that would have been, forget it being 24-10 at that point, right? Because then the first half, their defense would have kept our offense off the field. Our defense would have been on there. We would have gotten tired. Yeah. And then you have nobody else to fill to fill that gap, and which is what we're seeing going forward. About the contract, he deserves top five money. Why are we having this argument? Yeah. Why are we having this argument? And we know Quit Burns on any other team. And that's the thing, though. That that's the that is the tragic state of Panthers players. Exactly. Other than DJ Moore right now, who like he said is in quarterback <laughs> hell at the moment. Right. Because the ba- I don't know what that game was, and I couldn't even get joy in it because of how bad we played. Like right. I, I got a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, I think the one bright spot, though, is I think, honestly, because he came right off the bat, I think we have found a very solid number two to partner with Derek Brown and Shy Tuttle. That block oh, pass yeah. off the jump, he created disruption from the get-go. Again, mm-hmm. quiet like he was, but that's what we needed. I mean, the whole defense was quiet because it's that same argument. I know we had it out in the group chat. Like, okay, the defense can only do so much. In my opinion, they should be used to this mediocrity by now. But as, from a physical standpoint, you obviously can't do that, especially when guys go down. Yeah. But I also think, flipping back to it, I think there needs to be more credit put on the Falcons' defense because we knew it wasn't a shady squad. Right, right. You got A.J. Terrell, you got Jesse Bates, which I'm not sure if we got the worst end of the stick on the Cincinnati defensive backs in that one because, I mean, Von Bell played his role, but... Because it, 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 on that particular play with Kyle Pitts called, I'm looking, I'm watching how C.J. Henderson's playing it. He's playing it. He's purposely playing that underneath. I'm thinking, expecting help to come mm. over the top. Yeah, yeah. And, and he came in panic like, mode. Yeah. You saw him come to take that head off, and he's glad he didn't get a penalty on that one. Right, like, but he definitely was late. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, all right, that wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted to see from the guy that we all thought would be, you know, a very key, very core piece to our secondary. But I mean, first game, nonetheless. I think that's the one thing we have to keep in mind. This is the first yeah. game. Yeah. Guys Another quiet person though to me though was Jeremy Chin. I didn't see a lot of glare and glare, you know, glamour from him as well. You know. The whole talk this offseason, how yeah. he's going to be this hybrid player. I didn't see enough of that that would have warranted me to be super excited about it. So I'm interested to see going into this New Orleans game. Yeah. What are we going to do about that? Yeah. Especially with the way the offense is looking, and we can get on that in a second. But that defense, we got to tighten that up, and we got to tighten up some of those. You know, giving them that inside, it's always been the middle. The middle's always been our soft spot, and it continues to be a bane of our existence. They can get six to seven yards every time. I don't, I don't know if there's a player that's had more impact on my mental health in such a short period of time than Tyler Algier. Oh my goodness. I, he, like, <laughs> I don't understand. Us up. I don't, us up and he's done up. it for years. Yeah, here's the thing about those those Atlanta running backs. He, he, between him and Bijan, these are guys that are built very stocky mm. on, their, on their bottom half. And these are guys that are, that are explosive. Bijan, obviously, the more explosive half of those two. Yeah. Five years are low. And he's the type of guy that over a course of a 60-minute game, you don't really feel like hitting him in the fourth quarter. That's right. And that's what you that's what you started to see towards the end of that game. You started to see those guys starting to lean. They started to really get – they, they started to pick up the plays that they wanted to yeah. get. Getting Bijan out, out in open space, too, also is a scary sight. You know, I mean, I mean, Sir. we saw what he did to Frankie Lou. Yes. I mean, that was – yeah. Not the sonic coins out of that boy. Man. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've seen a, a, a colder touchdown from a oh, running yeah. back. And on his first r- touchdown ever, yes. I it was ridiculous. My buddy but, turned to me and goes, 
we got a problem. I said, yeah, we got a problem for a bunch of years because he's going to be a beast. Oh, he's going to be around. And we just got out of that. Like, you know, full, we, <laughs> like, we just got out of it. Full, like, form, you know, or Devonta Freeman off, Todd Gurley done. Like, we yeah, right. we have not been able to escape that running back room it's of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And even, well, not even that. Like, when it was Devonta Freeman, it was also Tevin Coleman. Yep. That was always the guy that was running all I mean, over us. He threw yeah. way back. Remember Michael Turner? Yes. <laughs> Jamal, I, I mean, even Jamal Anderson for a while. And Warwick Dunn. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We can I mean, go on and it's on. It's a history. We can go it's, on it's and on. It's a brutal history of it all. And, you know, and that's what's really upsetting is that it's continued like that and we're not even out of it. Right. Now, I'll say on our side, for all the things I'd said about him and all the issues and worries I had, I was impressed or at least satisfied with Miles Sanders' output. Right. I thought that he provided, I thought he did what he was supposed to do. And we, and I see, so. No, we had a conversation. No, it's funny you just said that. We had a conversation and I said, you know what, Shantis? I'm gonna have to lean in with Jack on this one. Now oh you no! Going, now you're going the other way. On yeah, me. I was worried. Come, I said, man, I, I said, because soon as the fumble happened, I'm like, oh, no, okay, oh, the fumble. Man. I mean, yeah, the fumble is is damn. I would say this. I would say this. So to, to to level set my conversation, my conversation around this whole piece with him is to your point in preseason, we didn't see enough of. Yeah. Two yesterday, he did do work, but I was expecting a little bit more explosiveness from him. I was expecting to see much, many more passes out of the backfield with him and I didn't see that much I mean he does the check down guy right but outside of that there wasn't anything prescribed for him and I think it just shows how low my bar was set I was just needing him to be the safety valve at this point so I was satisfied with his, his performance as a safety valve I just said I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Jack and now you're going up. I wasn't well that's what I mean I, we're kind of like he, no he wasn't explosive right. I just needed him to be that safety valve because at this point I wasn't sure what he was going to be able sure, to do sure. with how little we saw of him in preseason and in training camp. So that was my concern. So to know that he's at least there to be, I mean, he picked up a good chunk of yards. He did, he did. Too, he especially did. in that, you know, they got away from it in that second half. They just, they said, well, we're, we, gave, we gave a field position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we can talk about that punt until the cows come home. I, I, I'm not going to let another special teams flag get me. I don't hor- understand the rule though. How do we, I didn't understand the whole ruling of he got horse tackle, but then we had to call across the field. So they negated it. And so it just goes the way he ran to. Why not re-kick it? That's what I've always been confused about. Cause normally it's always supposed to be offsetting penalties, replay the damn. That's what I thought. From what it sounded like, I think it was Gene uh, Sterator. I think it was the guy who was on our call. Um, as far as rules go, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I think it may have been. Um, but from what I understand, it's because and this I think is really stupid because it's still an active play, but because it's considered a turn of possession play, it acts like it does in a turnover. So, you know, if you have an interception, right, 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 if right. there's a block in the back, you um, get it at the point of whatever it you is. You get it at the point of wherever the play ended 15 right. yards back. Got you. Got if you. there's no other penalty and if it's offsetting, then I think you still, you don't replay the down obviously because it's a turn of possession. Sure. So instead you go and just have it wherever it ended up at that play. Mm. So I think it was Joe Person talked about if that was a touchdown play, would we have gotten the touchdown because that was the end result of the play? Right, right, right. Or would it have been a non-touchdown at the 15-yard line, you know, and something like that? And it's where, you know, where you have a... Because field goal kicks and kickoffs, kickoffs are considered a turn of possession. Field goal kicks are not. Mm. But a punt is considered a turn of possession. So because of that, it acts like a dead ball foul. And then it negates... So it's not about the result of the play or what, where it transpired in the play, it's about the result of the play. Right. Because it can't say, it can't put it back. It's not like an offsides where you say, okay, it was off, or you know, false start, re-kick. And I think we were lucky that we didn't hit, I thought we hit the kicker on the play. I thought that's what it was. Oh, no. And that's, because apparently it's once the kick, once the ball hits his foot, right. that's when the change of possession is. If it's pre-snap, in the snap, or do you hit the kicker, right. it doesn't matter what happens. Then I think you redo it. Yeah. So as far as I understood it, which I think is yeah, still stupid because that puts you at the freaking one yard it line. It was so damning though. I mean, I mean, at that point, 
we had already lost the momentum that we had because they, yeah. they had just gotten a field goal or whatever, and then they had gotten gotten a score. And then I don't know why we were passing that far in our end zone the way that we've been working all, all year. I know we couldn't get out of the end zone, but I would have at least tried to run it and then punt it. You know what, though? I Because he passed it right again towards Bates. He did. And I'll get, like, look, at Bates is a veteran cornerback, or veteran defensive back. Sure. I, yeah. like, they, everyone's recreating the rookie mistakes. I don't necessarily know if it's a rookie mistake or just getting outplayed by a guy that he, from a level of a player he hasn't had to play against right. in his whole life. I'll say this, and me and Jason spoke about it earlier. I think the fact because you have nobody on that field that can press you deep. That's that, what I'm saying. That forces mm -hmm. force you to play back. But Bates, he's sitting. He's just on that, we're on a that, safety's wet dream. On the... On the second interception, Bryce goes left to right, one, two, three, third, that third reach, we try to hit, hit Terrace over the middle. Mm -hmm. Bro, base is sitting right there on him. Like, like, I mean, there's no, there's no. I didn't see him coming in, and I didn't see him until he came in and right and then picked it off. No, I, I did, I didn't either. But I'm like, he, like here's the thing, like no, like nobody on that field presses them down the field. Like you said, they we didn't press them vertically until the until the very end where we're playing, we're kind of trying to play catch up. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at that point, you you never implemented the deep ball as if it was going to be a real part of your offense no. until you got this. And that was my point, right? If we would have done that in the first half, at least taking a couple of shots down, at least to set it up, at least to set it up, right? Even if we know. Probably not going to hit it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it clearly, I mean? Uh, either Mingo got a beat on him or they clearly were pressing up, especially. I mean, that play call, like, I don't, you, you never want to say, oh, I hope, I wish it could have, you know, should have, could have, would have. But he gets that house call to Mingo. Yes. That was six points. I mean, yeah. Thielen, the one he threw over through Thielen. That one, I think Thielen still could have gotten caught, I think. At least we would have got a first down. Got us, got us across the fifth. It would have absolutely. But it's on the other side of the field. But that one Domingo, I mean, and he's got to remember. He's got to realize he doesn't have Bama receivers no more. He's got. Yeah. He does not have fast receivers like he did at Alabama. You know, it's crazy because it's funny who I had this conversation with before we came and did this episode. Talking to my grandma, right? <laughs> I was telling her she asked, "Hey, how'd the game go?" I said, "Look, we ain't got a whole lot of speed." I said, "Honestly." The issue that I've had with Frank with his past teams, mm -hmm. these receiving cores look just like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't get vertical. They're bigger body guys. They're more possession like receivers. And I'm like, bro, I'm we're in the south. I like to play southern football. We like, we like fast guys. That's right. Bryce does too. That's why he went to Alabama. Yeah, you don't play. I, I need guys that can get over the top. And again, I understand that this offseason there want a bevy of guys out there for, available for us to go grab. But like to your point earlier, then why? Do you trade away the one guy that That's you right. had that was consistently able to do that? Mm -hmm. And then you cut a guy like Shy Smith. I was going there. That's where I was going. I That's where I was he's going. Gonna, he's going to be afraid of getting home calls. But I'll say it. I'm going I'm to I'm stay out. I'll, I'll <laughs> say, I mean, you cut, like, and then you have what? Ishmir Smith Marset. Right. He's supposed to be your speedy guy. Yes. Yeah. And, that's, and, that's, and all he say. did was punt returns. And he didn't even do it well. But, he should never have fielded that punt. Never. He should have let, let it go. Let it go. I don't understand why you're doing it. Well, why that. did you run back, though? Because he's, he's got that dog in him. He's try he wants to make a play. You're not Deshaun Jackson. You're not <laughs> Steve Smith. Field the punt. Let it go at least to the 25. And then we're set. You don't have to have that set up yeah. anyway. Because at that point, it was a 10-point ball game. You still had the mindset of maybe walking into it. That's right. But then you get shoved down in your own red zone. Have to punt it out. And, you know, Hecker's doing all he can. And there, I don't know what was on that turf. But every single one of Hecker's punts bounced five yards backwards. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Special teams was an issue yesterday. Um, I mean, I didn't see, like I, we talked about, didn't see any kind of flash from the special teams. I mean, when you watch something like, and I hate to say it, the Cowboys game, right? They yeah. scored in all three facets, right? We, to me, we could have won that game. We should have won that game. But we look like we're struggling to even make the simplest of plays. And that's what I was telling my friend on the drive home. That's always been my issue over the past couple of years is 
you watch these other teams, it looks kind of easy, sort of choreographed, right? For us, it looks like we're pulling teeth every time. Like, we got Tyler's out there on the field that we're trying to, you know, rein in. Yeah. So that's the issue I continuously have, and that's why I think, to your point and to both of your points around getting a speedy receiver, figuring that part out, but even on defense, stop giving up those big plays in the middle. Yeah. I mean, and that's always been our issue, like I said, that why was Justin Houston not on the field more yeah. often, you know? Yeah. I, like why did we cut some of these linebackers if we're not going to have the help they need? I mean, Shaq Thompson was making effort. He, yeah. he did what he was doing. Frankie Luvu, I know he had missed some plays, but I'm not expecting perfection from Frankie Luvu. No. Right. Like, the type of player he is, man, he doesn't, he's not a not a traditional linebacker. No. He's he's more of that, like a hybrid, if you will. Yeah, like, yeah, like a James Harrison type of linebacker. Kind of yeah. He's more upper down. Yeah, he can do upper down. Like a like a poor man's Khalil Mack kind of guy. He's right. gonna either send he's gonna send blitz sure. or he's gonna go drop back, but right. not. You don't really want him doing either. Yeah, and there's not another traditional backer. But that goes with my point about Jeremy Chin. That's where I, I, I that's yeah. where I would have thought he would have shined, right? And that's what I was looking for. And to me, it's like we talk about the players, and obviously we have a lack of depth. Yes. When it, we have yes. A, a huge lack of depth, and we knew that going into this, but we thought it was okay because the coaching staff we had in place was supposed to be able to put the best on the field with what they had. I was honestly less impressed from the coaching staff. I feel yes. like Avero wasn't ready. I feel like Frank Reich and Thomas Brown, obviously they had their 10 sheet. Their 10 sheet was ready to go and it worked perfectly. But I feel like that's the problem with Frank Reich is he's got that 10 sheet and then it's about making those adjustments at halftime. I feel like they made no adjustments at halftime other than trying to get that deep ball mm -hmm. as, a, as a, you know, Hail Mary when they needed it. I mean, literally a Hail, a Hail Mary, mm -hmm. which again, I'm gonna, I, I got words for TMJ because I've never seen a receiver slow down on a go route while the ball is in the air. I, I do like, I do not understand it. I played receiver, you played receiver, switch, switch hitter. You don't slow down on a go route. I just feel like he would never do that to Joe Burrow. That's all, that's the part I'm offended by. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, <laughs> and, and it's not like Bryce don't have an arm. It's not Sam Darnold back there. It's not Baker Mayfield. It's Bryce Young. He can sling the ball. He he should have been hitting his head on the goalpost as well. He should. And so I, that that's a whole. Other he had thing. a couple of misses, I think, yesterday. I mean, he played. Oh, he did. But he's a rookie. Consistent. But I was more concerned, like you say, TMJ. Like I think I would have liked to see. A bigger output from him. I don't know why we didn't even try to throw it down, throw it out to him on some of these outlets. Because he's to me the next physical, physical exact presence, guy. right? Yeah, that's out there. But then do we think he's getting locked down by guys like AJ Terrell? And they and they got uh, what's his face? Um, the one they got from uh, Detroit too. Well, Okuda Oku didn't play yesterday. Oh, that's right, he didn't play. That's yeah. right. Um, I'm glad he didn't play yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he because I mean, uh, even Trey Flowers gave us trouble. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, as we wrapping up here, going forward, talking about JC. I mean, what is our mindset here? Because I am, I, I'm really worried. So I, I had a long conversation on the way home yesterday as well. I was, you know, looking at my wounds and it's time. We got to look for a new, I hate to say it, we got to find another another corner. I mean, we got Jamie Robinson that we just we just got, but we're going to need somebody to fulfill this this gap from JC. I mean, his skill level, we know, yeah. right? Him playing the position, we know. It's his consistency to being on the field that we have the biggest issue. And we always seem to lead, lead uh, don't have him in key and critical times. This first game, we really needed him to play all the way through. And I think that hamstring issue, it's gonna be like DJ Short. It's gonna be all season long. He's gonna be halfway there or not there. And if he's on the field, he can be a liability. I hate to say it, being injured or hurt, if you will, however you wanna look at it, it's a liability, especially when, the, when those receivers start going vertical. Yeah. Um... I was really trying to avoid ever having to admit this, but 
the injury prone notion that gets thrown out there by JC. I mean, it's got it. I mean, it's real. It's real. I don't know if it's just because he's never played on turf before, like, or I mean, I imagine he did in high school, maybe. Right. I, but he obviously didn't in college at South Carolina, right. Right, right, and right. it's been all these issues is when we've had turf. But then now I'm like, we have turf. At, like, is he not practicing on turf? I don't understand. Like, make him go practice in the stadium by himself and just run around on the turf. It could or be go his in the body, bubble. though, Jack. I mean, at this point, for, for the chronic, for the chronic uh, accidents that he seems to be having, it's just like his body's letting him know. I, in my mind, I mean, that's my opinion. It is really sad because we. It is. He, JC, is a top five talent. Easy. Position. Without like, question. Easy. His skill set and what he does, I have never seen a guy that looks like he does everything right at that position, which is one of the hardest to play in the league. And when he's on the field, you, can, you like you said earlier, you can tell the difference. When a guy like him, how guy like JC is on the field, a guy like Burns is on the field, we feel it immediately, and we and we felt it towards the end of that game. And it's like a lot of the reason why I felt like you didn't make the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely, mm -hmm. like, that was a big reason why you didn't make the playoffs. That's why uh, Mike Evans ate us up. Yeah, right. because was saying, now I say Troy Hill. Thought did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a great job. Sure. As a nickel corner, keep him there. You know, you have that true nickel. You have, you know, mm -hmm. JC or uh, Jeremy listed. I thought he did a great job. And I know he can't play that traditional two role. We don't need him to. He's a veteran. I wanted him where he is. But yeah, I mean, you and you don't like Dante didn't have anything glaring, but they also weren't throwing it anywhere near mm -hmm. him. They nope. once the minute JC got off the field, I mean, they targeted CJ. Of course. Yeah, that's exactly and they targeted him with that's everybody. Success. They targeted him with literally everybody. Yes. And the same like once they figured out they could get Burns locked down. I mean, and, and and nobody on the other line. Like, we had three linemen on that field. It was Burns, Brown, and Shy. Yep. There was no, there literally, we could have gone back to playing, we were playing a 3-3. Like, there was nobody else. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I, I know Marquise Haynes is on IR, that's going to be a problem, but I, nothing for me. Chur, DJ, uh, Justin Houston, I mean, that was why I thought Deion Jones was in here for, mm -hmm. was to play that spot, and then you don't even give him a chance to get any gameplay. So, I just... So we got to clean all of that. That's what we were talking about before you pulled up. There's a lot to clean up. I mean, we're coming on Monday night. We have another divisional game. I'm just glad we have extra days. Here's the other part. If we go down 0-2 to dig ourselves out of that, that's going to be a tough task. Well, I will say my outlook on, remember when we gave our season predictions? Yes, we did. Things felt, I think as soon as camp started, as soon as I started to see this team play in the preseason, things did start to feel differently. It, it may be time to temper those expectations. Probably, Maybe, probably should have done a second prediction. Flip <laughs> the record that we gave. Because I remember, I think we all gave the same record. Double, yeah, come close to double digit wins. Yeah, just flipped out. Yeah, just flipped. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I mean, we said all these games, I, these games are going to be 50 50. There's no true win. There's no true 100% wins in any of these games going forward at all. And that hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten a bit more skewed. Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, I mean, nothing's impressed me from New Orleans. No. Uh, other than they yeah, trust it. They trust Derek Carr, and they, as they should. They should not. What I saw. That's it. I mean, look at the Titans are a good football team. I'll be the first to say look, it. Even with how Bryce played yesterday, I still say he's the second best quarterback in that division. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. I just, I mean, I think in terms of what, like what they provide for the rest of right, it, no. Right, but right. for him as just a quarterback, yeah. I think he can at least be yeah. serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. But um, nothing really, you know, scares me about them. I hope. Really, my biggest concern is how the crowd's going to show out because we know New Orleans travels well. Sure. We've seen it every time they've come sure. up here. And I imagine the fans, with this Burns contract, with the way we played the preseason, are more disheveled than ever. So, guys, please show up. Be loud because we can have what Atlanta had, and then that'll provide a lot more impact on the game. Yeah. But other than that, quick keys to the game. What do y'all think You know, the X Factor's going to be? I mean, off real, man, it's going to have to be establishing that run and being able to lean on the ground game this yeah, time. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean... 
I, you, you're just not there enough as a passing unit to be able to do that for a full four quarter game. Sure, we got to get vertical sooner. We got to be more successful in that vertical game on the offensive side of the ball and better play calling. I think when you get in that red zone, those fourth and shorts, and then on the defensive side of the ball, for God's sake, don't give up the big one. You got Michael Thomas coming in. You got the big receivers coming in this coming up week. Make sure that we don't give up too much on that deep ball. And of course, the middle of the field has always been our soft spot. Let's try to tighten that up so we can so, so we can at least be close in this competition. I think we said it, you know, last week. We've been saying it. I think health is going to be our biggest enemy yeah. going forward. So we're yeah. going to keep our fingers crossed for DJ and for JC. Um, y'all, like we said, thank y'all for listening, tuning in, being interactive and sticking with us and keeping your heads up throughout all of this with us. Again, if you haven't checked out Locker Room Charlotte, they've got their website. They're here in the house as well. So please be sure to check it out. they got a bunch of new inventory coming up. Oh, oh, yeah. It's all nice. All the stuff we're wearing is all from them. So they don't have any misses. The Panthers might have misses. They don't got any misses. <laughs> so, again... Until then, until next time, keep pounding.